Jeff Cobra, and we welcome you to another Disney at Play podcast. A furious storm once roared across the sea, catching ships in its path, helpless to flee. Instead of a certain and watery doom, the winds swept them here to Typhoon Lagoon. We're continuing our What We Love Best series by visiting Disney's Typhoon Lagoon Water Park. And I'm glad to do this because for a lot of our listeners, they haven't spent a lot of time or maybe maybe have never been to uh, Disney's water parks. And I think it's so, so worth doing. We've been across the seas to Shanghai and to Hong Kong and to Japan and to Paris and to Disneyland. We've even covered Disney's Animal Kingdom and Epcot, you'd think the next one might be the Magic Kingdom or the studios. Just to let you know, we're putting those close to the reopening of uh, Walt Disney World and uh, July. And we are in between adding a couple of other wonderful what we love most in our series here. So join us with as we talk this week about Disney's Typhoon Lagoon. Um, as I kind of talk a little bit on the podcast, I've been with this park since year one. I remember it very well in its opening year. I have returned again and again over the years, many years having an annual pass, many years being a Disney cast member. In fact, with the Disney Institute, we launched this idea of doing a big field experience, walking the Hall of Typhoon Lagoon before park opening. People thought I was crazy doing this field experience as part of a best in business experience, but I think this park rocks. I think if you are looking for the vacation from your vacation, well, that would be the Disney Cruise Line, but if you don't have quite the money to do that, you really ought to visit Disney's Typhoon Lagoon. And to make that happen today, I've uh, invited two of my daughters, Madison and Jenica. Be sure as you uh, listen to our podcast when you have a chance, make sure you head on out to our notes page, which has dozens of photos um, and explanations of Disney's Typhoon Lagoon. It is... uh, it's just uh, it's just a beautiful park, and so you need to see it visually, as well as the descriptions that we are going to share uh, as we talk about what we love most about Disney's Typhoon Lagoon. All right, I'm lucky to have my two lovely ladies uh, to join me. We have been in the water parks for decades. I mean, really. We have been doing this most of your life, um, visiting the Disney water parks. And in my early years as a cast member, we get free tickets and so forth, but free access at times. But then we took out a lot of annual passes over the years. So let's, let's head to Typhoon Lagoon today. And I just want you to describe for me what you love in terms of the theming, the ambience, the, the setting of Typhoon Lagoon. What do you love most? How about we start with Jen? Expensive. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh, in terms of theming, I it, it gives me much more coastal vibes. And although there is a 
giant ship, you know, engulfed in this rock. Um, it's a lot chiller in terms of theming. Um, it's not as scream at you. It's more like relaxing in a way. It isn't. You know, I, you know what it reminds me of? But I, I didn't know this until just a few years ago because I, it's only been about six years ago I went on the first Disney cruise. But it reminds me so much of Castaway Key. Key. Um, oh, yeah. Castaway Key. Castaway Key. What? <laughs> Why am I not saying that right? Sure. It reminds me so much of that. I, it, for years I've been saying Typhoon is where you need to go if you are vacationing at Walt Disney World and you need a vacation from your vacation. It's just so chill. It's also the more adult of the two water parks, whereas Blizzard Beach is more meant for kids. Because of the thrill slides and things of that nature. And, and because of the theme, like, you have a lot more uh, characters being sculpted in the water park uh, uh -huh. in Blizzard Beach. What I love about Typhoon Lagoon is when you arrive, you don't see the park. All you see is this entranceway, and then you are, you, you have this little... Um, discovery. Discovery. Yeah, it's a discovery thing. You're led down this path, past the, you know this beach patrol car, so you get a little sense as you enter of the kind of thematic detail here. You've got, you know, it, it looks like stuff from a storm that's been led and it definitely gives you that same vibe that you have with the disney park where you walk in and there's this epic moment of where you are you have the big ball at epcot you have the castle at magic kingdom the tree at well Animal there you kingdom. just it's just suddenly there right you yeah. see the ball but like like disney's animal kingdom you have to go through the oasis and emerge before you actually yes. come to the tree That's of life this is the same thing in fact there's a fork in the road where they invite you to kind of go up to an observation level with these little telescope kind of things that don't really work that well. But but it's up there you have this, this view of the whole wave pool and and um, Miss Tilly on Mount Mayday and, the, and, and you just get a whole sense of the thing. And it's just, and then, and then you hear boom. And you hear the wave cut, and you and everybody screams, and everybody, ah! of screams, yeah. everybody screams, and it's a sensory experience as you walk into this thing, to just you know just to, to kind of feel it as you come in. I love that. I feel like I'm in Paradise Lost. I love the music coming to. Oh yes, absolutely. Music's very, very chill. Yeah, very chill, very very Caribbean, very. Um, very easy going. Um, you head over to the locker area. You head over to Singapore South. Gather your your sunblock that you forgot to bring, and um, and uh, and I I, I <laughs> thought I'd mention this, but and I don't get it all the time. But I love those mini donuts they sell. Oh, oh yeah, man. you smell I that right off the bat. Yeah, it's another. It's another. It's a sensory experience. Yeah, those are. Yeah, I don't amazing. know. And oh my gosh, I can't even get past the bridge to the wave pool before I smell these donuts. You know, it's like, it's like I, you know, it's like okay, do I stand in line for the donuts or do I hit the beach? You know, it's this, 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 
decision. Donuts. The answer is donuts. The answer is. In case you were wondering, (laughs) that's it. And I thought you could sneak donuts on board the lazy river. Sorry, folks. It's fine. They're going to be gone by the time you get to the lazy river, which is right next to it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and and that is part of that decision making too. Not just donuts or the wave pool, but you see Castaway Creek. You know, as you cross over the bridge, and it's just, um, it's just very exciting as you get ready to uh, hit the beach. So it's interesting because people don't realize that the name of the wave pool is actually Typhoon Lagoon. That's the same name of the park is the name of the wave pool. It's a very extreme lagoon. It's a very extreme. (laughs) Well, it is huge. What do you love most about the wave pool? I like that there is more flora in the wave pool like you you get to you get to see a lot of hibiscuses and it and I think it's are you looking at flowers in the wave pool well some, Madison is well maybe <laughs> I like to pick up a flower and leave it on they your do head. have a lot of lush greenery at Typhoon I love the uh-huh. plants at Typhoon yeah they do in the wave pool as a kid that you just it, it's just a different experience you don't get anywhere else. I mean, like, yes, there is a, you go to the beach, but the the waves and the fact that it's chlorinated water and it's, I, I don't know how to describe it, but it's very fun. Two types of waves, bobbing waves and surf waves. Which do you prefer? Surf waves. Although I'm not a surfer, so I wouldn't know. The surf waves are so fun. And I, I, like, as a kid, I just remember staring at the deepest end and watching people just be sucked into it. So where's the place you go swim when you're in the wave pool? And is there a particular, about halfway out or? I almost never go go dead center. See, I go. I I go a little past the line, uh, the line where Uh if you go past it, then you're in the very deep end. You, you start, well, what that line did, is a demarcation point that says if you've got a young swimmer. Um, no floaties. No floaties, that, that type of yeah. thing past that point. So you like to go just a little bit above that Just point. a little bit because I'm not that good of a swimmer and I can only float so much. So I am always, I like to go all the way to the deep end and there's like only like three, four other people. It's very In chill. the deep end. And I like swimming back and forth until the next wave hits, and I don't feel like I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll into somebody else when I'm, when when the wave you know pulls me out. I just I love all that. Let let the record show that uh, Jeff is a very good swimmer. So if you are not, I would not recommend that. Uh, the deepest it goes is like. 15, 15, 10 feet, 15, yeah, how deep 10, is it? It's really actually not as deep as you think, but it is, but yeah, you, you got to be able to, you, you, you got to be able to up. hold You're your own. You're not going to touch the floor. And, uh, and then if you know how to body surf, you just, when that wave hits, you turn around, right. you, you, you stroke it for all you got and boom, you hit that wave and it's just, it's a great moment. I love Love, love the wave pool. You easily spend an hour, two hours, like plus, just in that. Like it, that, when the waves are going heavy, you could stay there for a long time. It's yeah. just really fun. Yeah. Now, okay. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna get out of the wave pool now, and we're gonna go see everything else. But we're gonna kind of go in the order of the, of um, of uh, Castaway Creek. 
where we're just going to kind of move clockwise around and talk about the different things we love. And the first things we come to, really, is the Leaning Palms restaurant and Happy Landings. Happy Landings is home of the Sand Pale Sunday. Sand Pale Sunday. It's beautiful. I, I have it pulled up because I feel like the details are important. <laughs> Chocolate and vanilla soft-stirred ice cream with waffle cone pieces, Oreo cookie pieces, sprinkles, hot fudge, caramel sauce, whipped cream, and a cherry. And it's all in a beautiful bucket for you to enjoy. Um, I, 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 I love this thing. Grew up eating this. One pail would feed a family of five. <laughs> And so don't make the mistake of ordering one and eating it by yourself. The amount of tourists I have seen where they would buy one for their like six-year-old child. And I'm just like, oh boy. Speaking of child, go back to your inner child for a moment. Tell me what you remember about Ketchikitty Creek. Was there anything that really stood out about that experience? As a child, no. I did not play in this very much. Me neither. Same thing. I don't think it's the the best kid area i mean there is fun things to do but honestly i was more entertained by the wave pool and by the lazy river than i was with um with the kitty area i don't have very many memories from it i that that's totally understandable now there are a couple of water uh there are a couple of uh, tube slides two that are single tube slides that um are um keel hall and may day are the original single tube slides there and then there is um gangplank falls which has a a big yellow family raft it accommodates about four maybe three um any, any highlights fun. here any favorites there i do remember this one water slide that was fairly new where when you are uh, pulled upward, you are meant with an animatronic talking parrot. That we'll talk about a little later. We're going to get to that one as we sail around because that is uh, Miss Fortune. Yeah, Miss Fortune Falls. So. The, the family ride, I, I'd say, is not the most memorable. I do like it. I, I love family raft rides. I wish there were more of them because I feel like most people who go, they're coming with a group of people, at least three. Um, the single tube uh, uh, rides are actually, the last time I wrote them, I was very blown away how intense they are. <laughs> they actually do throw you pretty good. Well, they're, the whole flume is made out of cement as yes. opposed to a fiberglass. Yes. And if you hit it, you hit it hard. Yeah. Sometimes they'll pad certain pieces of it, sections of it, but yeah, it can be... It's not my favorite, to be honest, compared to what the one you described, Madison, that we're going to come to a little later. I do like the the standbys more. Uh, I, I do like the standbys in, in Typhoon Lagoon. There are areas where they'll make little creeks that you walk across as you have your tubes, or they'll have... Where they have shade and, they and sprinklers. Yes, yeah. but cool to kind of cool your feet as you walk uh -huh. along. That is nice. Can I also say that I love... Uh, there's a little section here that I think is just incredible where you could take a bridge and climb up toward There's a lot Mount of explorations. And there are these, this little trail going on up there and you can get close to Miss Tilly, which blows her stack every 30 minutes or so. And it's I love this aspect of the park. I also love down below because on... Um, 
Castaway Creek, it goes through a little cavern, a grotto kind of thing, and then it comes out into its own little area, and it's kind of like this valley with this rock of the, you know, the the backside of Typhoon Lagoon's wave pool, and then this Mount Mayday, and it's just like, it's just, this is, you know, you talked about the flora of Typhoon Lagoon. This is just one of the prettiest places. There are waterfalls mm -hmm. over rocks, and it's just a gorgeous space. You really feel like you are in a whole different world when you are in this area. There's there's a lot of moments in the in the the lazy river in and of itself where they'll have steam or they'll have more flora and fauna and you're just very relaxed throughout the whole thing. It's really nice. And there's kind of a sense of exploration when you go through the cave and other sections where you're like, okay, what's gonna what are we gonna see next? And it's a lot of rock and floral. Um yeah, I think when you said Castaway Key, that was pretty pretty on it, um, including a little waterfall as you keep going through. I mean, it's just, it's very pretty, and they really go for a more natural look, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Love love to all everything. of that. I just feel like you can really relax and, yeah. and, and enjoy it. Now, you get to the other side of this, and the slides on this side of the mountain include the um, storm slides, which are body slides that go down. There are three of those. And then there is also the infamous Humunga Kawabunga slide. And it's a straight drop kind of slide and enclosed too. So um, have you done Humunga Kawabunga? I have. And it's, it's like the slide, the tallest slide over at Blizzard Beach, only these are much, much shorter. There's still kind of a, a pain to, to, to go down, but eh, um, I'm just not a big fan of those I slides. would say out of the body slides, um, when it comes to the, the extreme body slides, not the ones, you know, you, not the ones that are like tube slides, but with body, the ones that are directly uh -huh. um, like Kawabunga. I think out of those type, I think those are probably the best. I, I have a pretty positive experience riding it. I don't remember hurting that much. No, afterwards. I do. I love the body slides. I think they, they were they were good. Um, I, then again, I'm not a fan of body slides in general, but that is because I'm a female and it is a very different experience with our swimsuits than men. So I I don't know. But just just saying. Just saying. So here's the part where we get to that. Um, I I know that. Jenica's going to have an opinion. I'm ready. This Let's little corner of the park, as we kind of turn the corner, is affectionately known as Shark Reef. I, I love how in the notes that you have prepared for us, it says Shark Reef, reef Rip, which is exactly how I feel. <laughs> Rest in peace, beautiful. It was amazing, and I loved it so much. I'm sure the fish did not appreciate being harassed all the time by Taurus, but it was probably, uh, it, it was my favorite thing in any of the water parks. Um, and honestly, in regular parks too, I, I really love marine life, and it was a unique experience to be able to go across and swim. And when we went to Hawaii and went and uh, to Alani, to Alani 
um, they have a similar thing, only it's more uh, more free range. You can you can spend more time in it. Yeah, here here so you swam straight across. Kind of straight across. And there you could kind of go anywhere you wanted to. Yes. And uh, they say shark reef, though you're very far from any sharks and they're just nurse sharks. So it's anything to be afraid of. But um, it was very cold water. Very cold. But honestly, how hot it got in, how hot it gets in Florida, it was. Well, there, there was often a long line getting onto yeah. sharks reef. So you were hot by the time you got into that pool, into that water. So Definitely. if you're not aware of Shark's Reef, what it was, was it was a large body of water where you could snorkel across from one end to the other and see all this different sea life. And I show pictures of it, including all the different types of fish, including sharks that were on it. Um, and, um, and in the center of this thing was a ship that had been turned over on its keel and you could go down into the ship if you didn't want to go swimming you could go down into the ship walk around and look out the portholes and see people swimming by i was today years old when i learned that it is not a submarine didn't we I, I don't think it, yeah you know i did always call it a submarine maybe it was a submarine is it a submarine or is it uh, a you know what i can't that is a good question I think there's a lot of portholes. Maybe why you always do I'm the picture? one who always called this submarine. I'm not sure. Madison, do you have any memories of this? You were pretty Actually, afraid of it. Yeah, I was afraid of it. I only went on it once when I was little. I'm sure if if it was still open today, I would definitely go on it. But all I remember back then is that it tasted really salty, which is obvious because it is salt water. Salt water. Salt water for the fish. Now. I have to tell you, I'm like you, Jenica, I was ticked, disappointed, depressed mm -hmm. when they closed this These attraction. By the way, the keel of whether it's a ship or a sub um, is actually still there, but it's all they just filled the whole thing with sand. And yeah. it's just it's just it's like a sad reminder of what was there. The falls, you there were falls, remember, before you yes. got in the water to kind of rinse you off, so to speak. But they were also very cold and they ran right into the... Well, they're still there. So that that's kind of an okay memory. But the, to see the ship there covered by... It's just like... This was like the worst idea ever to close this. Like you're resting on the cemetery, the gravestone exactly. of what it used to be. Exactly. It's one thing if you take it away and that's terrible. It's another thing if you don't replace it with something else. Well, they did. And that's where we're going next. Well, kind of. It still sits there. There's still this well, empty that's space that's there. That's true. It is I'm space. saying do something with that space because then yeah. people go over to it and they're like, oh. Well, they right. used it as, a, as more of an event space or an additional space to throw chairs you know that would beach be a chairs. very depressing what i'd forgotten space. though and and i don't think you folks realize this because this was um this attraction opened the same year as disney's hollywood studio so it's it's a 30 year old 30 plus year old attraction and when this attraction originally opened you actually had to pay an additional fee in order to go on shark's reef and I don't know if you would pay $20 to go on it today. It wasn't 20 back then. I think it was 5 or 10 or something. But, but but imagine paying 20 or 25 now to go on it. Would you do it? I mean, it's a little bit like uh, the the um, 
ropes course kind of experience they have at Disney's Animal Kingdom, um, where they, um, what do we call that? Um, Wild Africa Trek, where you're paying extra. This is a the small thing as opposed to you know the kind of thing Wild Africa Trek is, but you paid in premium. Well, there were so many complaints about people saying, "Well, I already spent, I already, I already put down for a ticket. Now you're telling me I have to buy another ticket." That they eventually just made it a wash and and allowed people to enjoy it for free. Are you telling me that if we complain enough, we can change some things? Because I, I got a list of things. <laughs> it's called guest relations. Jessica. Yeah, let's do it. It's called guest relations. Um, it, I I did it kind of add to that. Um, it, I, it, it's comforting to know at least that even if it was around, it probably would have been closed about now because um, with the coronavirus, I don't think people want to be sharing their snorkeling equipment with thousands of other well, guests. Well, they, they, they had a whole cleansing process of putting it in solutions that were cleansing, cleaning Even it out still, so I feel like... But yeah, you're right. It, it, people that, would have been too nervous about it. Right now is an issue, and I, I don't even... You know, you could still snorkel at Epcot's Living Seas, but I don't know what that'll look like when, when the parks reopen. What they did add at the same time, though not in exactly the same place, in an adjacent space, was Misadventure Falls. I think I said I said it was Misfortune Falls earlier, but it's Misadventure Falls, which is um, themed to uh, the experience of Captain Mary Oceaneer, uh, who is a member of Sea. And if you're not familiar with Sea, Sea is a is the Society of Explorers and Adventurers, and is um, uh, linked interestingly to some legendary Imagineers. But this is. A full-size family raft ride and what I love about this family now mind you we talked about a family raft ride on the other side of the park earlier but if you recall you have to carry that raft up to the top to go down oh I recall I remember handing it to you <laughs> yes <laughs> that is true here you get down on it on the bottom and then the conveyor belt takes you up toward the top and as you mentioned, Madison, on the way you see a very curious character by the name of Duncan, who is kind of chatting away at you um, as you're heading up this conveyor belt. And then you go through this series of falls or, or you know, drops as you come back all the way down. Well, he doesn't say anything uh, about dead men tell no tales. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But it is, a, it is a lively character for sure. And I, this is one of the things I, I do have to say. I love this slide. I love the theming. I love the total experience of I'd it. say it's the best family raft ride in Typhoon Lagoon because it is worth the wait. And it's definitely thrilling when you go down each tube and you're submerged in waterfalls. And, and you didn't have to climb you, up to the no, top to go oh do yeah, it. Oh, yeah. And you don't have to uh, take a survivor game to get up there. I definitely think it's one of the only water rides I know of that actually feels like a ride. There actually is a ride element you'd see at Disney World kind of feeling to it. It does. It has more of a themed attraction yes. feel as opposed to a slide. You know, like in a theme park, we call them rides. At Disney, we call them attractions. 
Here we call them slides, but this is more of an attraction. An attraction. So I like that distinction. I think that's really true. I, that said, there is also another attraction that I really like um, at Tropical Amity, which is also known as Tropic Calamity. And, um, and that is Crush and Gusher, which I got to tell you, the, the names of these slides is, is just about as funny as it gets. Pineapple Plunger, Coconut Crusher, or banana blaster. Makes me hungry. It sounds like yeah, it sounds like a smoothie station. <laughs> um, You're about to get blended. What makes these slides very cool is that it uses a sort of master, what's called master blaster technology that propels the raft up as well as down. And so you have this, even though you have to take your raft up to the top, the the, the slide is much longer because it's going up and down as you go through it. Um, in fact, these cargo nets kind of encapsulate the experience, so make sure that we don't lose you, or more or less your caps or other or things. Or don't worry, the nets will catch you. It's yeah. kind of like a roller coaster as a water slide, because the moment you start to descend and then you ascend, you feel like you're just gonna, you're just launching out of the slide, and for a second you couldn't, you can't feel the slide. You You've just like you've been lifted off, and it and that's get scary for a second because you think you're just gonna fall off of the slide entirely, but eventually you get you crash back down, you get splashed over, and then you rush through the tubes in the darkness and going through the speed of light. I think crashing is the right word, especially when you think of the ending. It doesn't matter which one you go on, but I usually either completely tip my my tube uh -huh. or you feel it skip a few times. Oh, yeah, you do. You there, it, it is like skipping rocks across the water. <laughs> boom, 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 you know? And, it, and it's like... It's like it, this thing does stop, doesn't it? <laughs> At the end, because it's it shoots out big time. <laughs> the it guys at the, the the lifeguards at the end with the stairs are just like, "Don't worry, we'll catch you before you get here." <laughs> the other thing I love about this, and actually, this is where I often camp out, is in this area because I like being between here and Misadventure Falls. Is there's um, kind of a a quiet pool area as well, big quiet pool area that's that forms part of this entire complex and I just like chilling out right there as well when I'm not on a raft or when I'm not in the wave pool so it's also not far from the donuts we mentioned earlier did, so. did we mention it's proximity did we mention that the donuts and other amenities. you can smell the donuts all over the park you can't miss it so that brings us back to the front of the park we gotta go rinse our feet off we gotta change up and um it seems like you always find I've got a wonderful little picture of Lilo from Lilo and Stitch doing a little character meet and greet as you leave. And I, uh, yeah, f final thoughts on Typhoon Lagoon. What, what, uh, really, anything else that really sticks out for you? It's my go to water park. I think it's awesome. And I, whether I want something more intense going on like Crushing Gusher. Or if I want to just be chill in the lazy river, I think it's the best place to go for that. I usually head straight to the wave pool when, uh, when I just want to get all wet and then get get the thrill of the waves. 
I went to Typhoon Lagoon in its inaugural year, um, the same year that uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios opened. And I remember going there and what I, and it just captured me. I think this moment was one of the moments where I said, I would really love to live in Florida, if this is Florida lifestyle. And one of the things they had back then is they had a um, they had hammocks tied between trees or between stakes or whatever, and they there weren't a lot of them, but boy, you'd make it you'd make it go for it if you could. And being in one of those hammocks and sitting there on the beach by the wave pool, I thought, if this is Florida, sign me up. And uh, yeah, I love. Love, 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 Typhoon Lagoon. All right. Thank you, ladies. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Thanks for joining us for this Disney at Play podcast. And my thanks to my daughters, Madison and Jenica. Hey, um, this is what we love to do. We love to talk about Disney. And so please make sure that you've subscribed to this podcast, please make sure that you, if you have a chance, go out to YouTube and uh, subscribe to us there. Uh, J. Jeff Kober, because we have lots of videos as well as we explore the parks worldwide and all things Disney. Just um, make sure if you have a chance, could you go over to iTunes and maybe put in a good word for us on a good rating or, or maybe a review. We really appreciate it. We've tried to provide a just a variety of, of unique podcasts to really um, see the world of Disney. Know that if you haven't caught my last one, it was a timely podcast focusing on what I refer to as your American adventure. And it's tied to recent events of violence and, um, and challenges that we are having both here and abroad. So if you haven't listened to that podcast, please do so. As always, in the words of Sinbad, please follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. We'll see you real soon.